Hey, sports fans. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season four, episode 13, the one with Rachel's crush. Ooh. Ooh. Crushes. Excite. Rachel's so in love. Uh, Rachel is so in love, and it's actually a little bit annoying, but we will talk about that at the end. I want to start where, well, okay, before we even start talking about the show, I was so surprised that this was the next episode. It kind of came out of nowhere for me. I know. You mentioned that on the last one. Um, I don't know. I guess. It didn't surprise you? Maybe. I kind of... I'm surprised at Kathy being back. I feel like I kind of forgot about her. Yeah, same. Um, but I think the last few episodes were so heavily focused on getting Phoebe pregnant that um, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot else going on. Kathy was in the one two episodes ago, right? Because that was the one where, like, she's like, I love this tushy. And then, like, that's yeah. where they have the, like, erogenous zones conversation. Oh, right. right but right. she was kind of barely in it. So I barely. totally forgot about her, too. Yeah. Um, um, she, yeah, she was not much of a player in the last, no, last time she was and there. No, and then, you're right, I am kind of, I did feel like sort of Kathy comes out of nowhere, but then also, um, this is where we meet Rachel's new boss, yes. and we know where that Mr. leads Waltham. us. Mr. Waltham. Mr. Waltham. I say Rachel. Three out of the four tenors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Renee, you do such a good job with these side character impersonations. It's deflated, boss. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't so know good. what that okay. is, though, by the way. Deflated, boss. I'm guessing it's an opera? I, I think so. If anybody wants us to get on cameo so Renee can do impressions <laughs> of fringe friend characters that is oh actually a gosh. lucrative niche that has not been tapped deflatables she can do joanna i'm sad she can do mr waltham obviously which you've just heard <laughs> she can do dutch <laughs> i can't remember what does dutch say um her roommate is for schlocking Big American businessman. Big American businessman. We got eat now? We done? <laughs> it's Peehee. <laughs> oh, yeah. She calls her Peehee, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, Are there any other um, fringe characters that you can impersonate well? I don't know. I feel like I did another one a few episodes ago, but I don't remember. It must have just been Joanna. Oh, you can paint mugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Lauren the sweater. Hey, Joey, when I'm done, do you want to go paint mugs? <laughs> I might be Why? the one to get you on cameo. Am I not a voice actor? <laughs> gosh, I missed my calling. Oh, you so have. Oh my gosh. Okay, so just let us know if you want Renee to record stuff for you. She can get right on to cameo. I'll be your business manager. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, cool. So I want to start where the show, this episode starts, which is Joey and Chandler, nope, Ross and Chandler um, at the theater, and they're going to go see the play that Kathy is in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're all excited about it, and the play starts, and you can hear Kathy. I like this where you can see Ross and Chandler's faces mm-hmm. and their reactions to what's going on, but you can't see what's going on, so... Presumably, they're watching Kathy on stage with a colleague of hers named Nick, who is apparently incredibly attractive, um, and they have sex at the very beginning of this play. Um, and so Chandler, which is really funny because then he like rips her shirt off and the button yeah. hits Ross and he's like, I have your girlfriend's button. Right. Um, but Chandler just loses the plot and is so oh. annoying because he freaks out freaks out just like uh, i just don't even know it's so it's so annoying it's so insecure and childish and disrespectful to kathy yeah the whole thing plays out really terribly yeah that's true like oh man 
so yeah I don't know it's what's frustrating is like he's really annoyed and he kind of like comes home and complains to his friends and stuff and like he's so worried and I get it like it's insecurity and it's worry but it's like okay so he's attractive but like he could have a terrible personality or he could be a huge jerk or actually he could be perfectly lovely and charming but that doesn't mean that Kathy's gonna go sleep with him like it's another one of those examples where the guys seem to forget that women have decisions in who they're with (laughs) right and like I don't know I think a few things here and like getting ahead of it a little bit but like when he accuses her like well seeing how we got started I'm like, oh, oh really? That is, I wanted to ask you about now, that. Now, when it benefits you, you want to use that against her? Um, listen, I don't think she's any angel in this situation. Like I've always said, she's the one who was in a relationship. She could have terminated that relationship and been with Chandler. She had control over that. Um, so I don't agree with how they got together necessarily. Yeah. But he's just as guilty of getting himself involved with somebody who was involved with someone else. Um, and for him to kind of like throw that in her face is just not cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just like, hello, if anybody's ever seen a movie or a TV show or a play, like sex scenes happen, kissing scenes happen, love scenes happen. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he expected. It's inter- like, she's not in the that, Teletubbies. To that point, to your point, though, like, that's a really good point. Like, well, okay, when there are, like, fighting scenes in TV, do you get really worried and go, like, make sure that person's okay? Like, no, yeah. it's acting. No. Why she's do acting. we only think that, like, it spans the bridge of, like, oh, well, they had to, you know, they had to kiss on stage, so they must really like each other in real life because he's attractive. Like, okay, well, if he slapped her later, would you call the cops and report it as abuse? Right. I don't know if that analogy actually holds up, but I was pretty proud of it. I think it does. I think it does because it's like, yeah, if everything that they're doing is real, then why are you only worried about it? Or if that one thing is real, then how come that's real and nothing else is? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I I agree with you. I was gonna tell we can talk about the um the the thing you were gonna say about um or the thing you just said about the cheating because I was thinking about that too. Like, I guess where he might be coming from is like he's nervous that because he had feelings for Kathy and maybe made a move or put them both in a precarious position, she didn't take efforts to stop it yep and so I guess that he's just worried that well like if Nick were to do the same thing maybe you know he's it's already been proved that she won't take efforts to stop it and so it's like an insecurity in that sense but I feel like and I am with you like of course it's not you know I'm not like condoning her cheating on Joey or whatever but like they were saying that the reason they wound up together is because they had such a connection yeah and so, like, you guys have the connection. This is just some coworker who you, who you happen to think is attractive. And, yeah, maybe he's classically good looking. But, like, A, it's still her choice. And girls are about a lot more than just looks. Yep. And, B, like, I'm assuming that she doesn't just have a connection with every single guy she meets. So it's like, if you guys really were this, like, you know, real thing, capital R, capital T or whatever, like, <laughs> why would you assume that? a good-looking guy hitting on her would be able to take that away. Yeah, and and we're kind of back to the same problem that was the root of the entire problem with Ross and Rachel's relationship is that if you don't trust her, it's never going to work. It doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter because we're not talking about reality here. We're talking about the made-up land in your head. The what if. Mm -hmm. And there are always going to be attractive other guys and there are always going to be – guys who hit on your girlfriend and whatever yeah. but that doesn't mean that they're gonna cheat on you and if you're gonna be worried about that every time somebody says hello to her or works with her in a play because that's her job so every time she gets a new co-worker um yeah it's truly never gonna truly never going to work so. um we've talked before about the jessica simpson autobiography mm-hmm. um and this reminds me so she was trying to break into sh- um like movies 
And do you remember she was with somebody at the time? I think it was with Tony Romo and he didn't want her to do Dukes. He didn't want her to do any kissing or sex scenes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think it was even kissing. He was like, I can't have my girlfriend kissing Mm -hmm. another guy. Like, and she was like, it was more about like him saving face in front of his friends. But basically he was like willing to sabotage her career for that. Right. Or like ask her to sacrifice it. And so she was like, hello, I'm this like beautiful blonde, you know, like there's not a lot of rom-com. Like she's like, I was basically a rom-com like stereotype but yeah. like what rom-com doesn't have the main girl kissing somebody in it right and so she you know she's not like an action hero or like a right. indie film star and even if she was they would there would still probably be kissing scenes because that's how a lot of movies are written for women yeah um especially ones as gorgeous as jessica simpson yeah and i mean i'm not saying i would be cool with matt just like having to kiss other people um I, but it would be different if that was already his job. I was going to say, but if you got into a relationship with him, knowing that's what he did for work, you were either lying to yourself by saying it didn't bother you or hoping that he would eventually stop doing it, you know, or you were actually okay with it. Yeah. But yeah, if it was just like starting right now, I'd be like, do we really have to be an actor? Is this like you sure? Yeah. Because that would be really hard to adjust to. But this has been Kathy's job. I mean, she met Joey doing a scene where they had to make out. They were just acting yeah. partners. They weren't even in a play together. So, right. you know, I think there are lines and there has to be respect somewhere. But at the same time, like, I mean, it's just the world we live in as far as acting goes. And, you know. Truly, if Chandler is going to be mad at anybody, he should be mad at the patriarchy for only yes. allowing those roles for women in acting down with the patriarchy <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean there's other roles but not really though like and especially you know like not like not really being famous and you know not having a lot of power in that anyway i'm sure there's other ways to do it but yeah if, if you're gonna be mad at anybody be mad at the patriarchy well so. i mean honestly even if she were nick in this situation she he still has to make out with her in the play that's true you know it's a good point i think it's i think it's both sides but um I don't know. I just think Chandler has no chill whatsoever. No, he doesn't. Not and even so a he talks to he talks to Joey and Joey's like, Which, look once again, rule. why are we going to Joey for advice? It's a good I mean, I guess like part of it is acting and yeah. so it is a little bit his wheelhouse, but they know he's bad, so um what really should have happened was Chandler should have talked to his girlfriend about it. Yes. But no, no, he couldn't do that. That Let's would go be to crazy. Beefsteak Chulies. <laughs> so Joey's Joey's rule is that if two actors are hooking up in real life, they don't have good chemistry on stage. And so, you know, and I like when he's like, you guys have been to every play I've been in. Have I ever had chemistry? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what he's going <laughs> off of. So anyway, so Chandler and Ross go back to watch um, What's Her Name and What's His Name again. And they're like, there's no chemistry. It was like cousins ki- kissing. And so he freaks out again. And um, Kathy comes out after the play. And I'm pretty sure this time it's definitely a wig, right? <laughs> I think so. I thought the always thought bangs her hair was... start so far back. Yeah. It could just be her hairline. No, like in the back of her head? Oh, <laughs> you said bangs. Yeah, they start like midway through her skull. Oh, well, anyway. Bangs, Bangs start You have to a have lot some... of different places. Yeah. I think they just, okay, I don't know. I don't know what her hairline's doing, but anyway, it's. Because you got to have enough hair to make bangs, if that makes sense. If you don't have super right, thick okay. hair. Like my bangs don't start super far back because I have thick hair. But people with thinner hair, they start kind of in the middle of their head. Oh. Okay, well. It's just I've never had bangs for those who don't know because my hair is oh incredibly my curly and it would not look. No, I can't. <laughs> it, I, to be honest with you, though, I kind of could because I feel like that whole like shag cut hairstyle that's in right now is a lot of people with wavy and curly yes. hair. I've actually doing bangs. always wanted you to do your hair a little bit. Not always, but in the last few years, wanted you to do your hair a little bit shorter and like let it kind of come from the top a little bit more, not be parted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And I think you actually could be really cute with bangs. But I was imagining your hair right now long with basically the bottom of your hair just being bangs across your head. And it would be – it was more George Washington than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cute. Rather than like a Washington. flousy, like fun movement shag, which right. would be very cute. You should do it. I really don't <gasps> like the shag haircut. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I really don't like it. Thanks for that. <laughs> No, it's just, it's not, it's, I wouldn't, it's not for mm. me. Mm-hmm, hmm <laughs> Yeah. Your sister and I both have the shag haircut. I know, and I think you guys look cute. Uh-huh. I just, uh-huh. it's not my fave haircut. Let me put it this way. Do you remember when middle parts first came back? I also have one of those, tread lightly. I'm not, <laughs> just go with me here. Uh, I do remember <laughs> when they first came back, and it was a lot. It was a lot. That's how I feel about the shag. I'm just not there yet. Nobody in New Zealand has one because, you know, we haven't seen other humans for the last <laughs> six months. But it's um, it's one of those things that I think because it's just such a different hairstyle than what was um, like what was so available everywhere. It's just going to take some getting used to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it looks cute on the people I've seen it on. I'm just not used to it. And I haven't really seen it very much. Like I saw it on you guys, what, in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. But, like, I really haven't seen many people with them since then. And so I just haven't, you know, I just, it's just, it's kind of like when the middle part first came back and it was just like, I don't know how I feel about it. And then it was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, super cute. Great. Like, it just takes a little getting used to. Yeah. So I probably am not going to cut a shag. Certainly not going to trust anyone down here to do it. Not going to let Ben do it, who's my mm. current hair <laughs> stylist. My God, could you imagine? It's I'd great to have, have a to stylist in the house. Um, yeah, I don't want to be one of those people, though, that like, you know, I don't want it to be like, oh, she stopped changing her hairstyle up at I mean, have I ever changed my hairstyle up, though? Like not since you just cut it really short in like what, sixth grade, fourth grade? Well, I like side parted like really far side parted in college and then I kind of middle parted or in. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I haven't changed my hair up in a very long time is my point. Yeah. So you guys keep doing all the cute trends. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Kathy's hair is crazy. And Chandler cannot hold his cool and freaks out and is like, you're obviously sleeping with them. So if we had to like, like, that's definitely the worst way to have handled it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then the beefsteak chulies thing. So he like gets all mad and he's like, he gets really drunk because he's mad at her. And then he kind of comes in later and is like, she hasn't called yet. Or did she call? And they're like, oh, my God, Chandler, just call her. And I was like, "Um, yeah, you're the one that blew up at her, accused her of cheating on you. Yeah. What, is she going to crawl back to you? Like, right. sorry, honey. Right. No. It's it's on you to patch this up. Totally. Because he's the one that, like, started it, the fight or whatever. And so – um, so instead of calling, uh, he goes over to her apartment mm. and how long has it been? Do they say? I would guess that the play was last night and this is the next morning. Oh, you think so? Yeah. When did you think oh, it was? I was, I don't know. I was thinking it had been a little bit longer. Like well, a no, couple he's days. Hungover. Oh, from having gone to Beefsteak Chulies. I mean, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. Beef that makes sense. Chulies. No, I think you're right because some of the other um, the other stuff happening, like, well, Rachel's thing has been over a week and then Monica's spent like a few days unpacking. So it's like, we'll say it's a day or two. Yeah. I guess. So, um Okay, so yeah, so he's like, he goes over there to apologize. Because if it's only the next day, then that changes my opinion on what Kathy did. Oh, yeah. Well, because here's what I think. I think Chandler blows up at her for the second time and accuses her of cheating. And so she's probably just like, well, whatever. Wait, what do you mean for the second time and accuses her of cheating? Because he accuses her the first time. He didn't actually accuse her the first time. Yeah. Right. Um, he right. freaks out a couple Sorry. different times, but the yeah. first time he keeps it to himself. Well, that's right. him and all his friends. Yeah, that's you're right. You're right. Um, but she, he accuses her 
of cheating. Yeah. And by not being a good actress. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ouch. Which I love when she is like so you're accusing me of cheating and criticizing my performance. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> like, actually think this conversation could go worse. Um, but from that, I guess she just assumes it's over. I'm not really sure. Or if he thinks I'm cheating on him, maybe I should just do it anyway. I, I don't think that she's right here once again mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I'm not surprised because mm. Chandler acted insane. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because it was one of those things where he thought something was going on, made mm-hmm. it into a massive deal, blew up at her. And it is a little bit hard to be like, okay, no, no, let me like rationalize. Like if he is that poor of a communicator and she's going to have to bear the brunt of it. Um See, I was kind of thinking, like, I guess I could picture what happened here is, like, he freaked out at her. And, you know, and that's when she, like, leaves and is like, well, call me when you grow up. And I could see she's probably really upset because they did have such a good connection. And, you know, they almost broke up once and they were both so heartbroken. Yeah. And um, and then I could see her being, like, really hurt. And basically exactly what they're saying is, you know, she goes to him to to cry and for sympathy. And he's that whole like, oh, Chester? <laughs> What's yeah. that guy? And does the whole undermine the boyfriend uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Don't think she's right. But um, no, yeah, so, I don't anyway, think she's right. Chandler comes over. needs to learn how to just break up with people. And not cheat, break up, break mm-hmm. up with them by cheating on them to end it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he goes over to her apartment to apologize and sees a pair of giant size pleated khaki pants on the ca- the chair and is like, yeah. are these Nick's pants? And she's like, uh-huh. And he's like, right. Our second fight is about to be a big one. Um, and yeah. that's the end of that. But I do kind of love when they're consoling him at the end. And then he's oh, like, yeah. this is my fault. I pushed her into, I pushed her into him, his arms. And Rachel's like, no way she had no right to cheat on you and then ross is like well if she thought they were on a break it's like wow ross yeah really trying to wow make this one work wow Mm. and the final thing i have to say about that is see ya kathy i was just about to say bye (laughs) bye 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 see ya Good. Her and her Sorry. bad compliments are gone. Her bad compliments? Joey's the best boyfriend ever. He loves Die oh. Hard. Ooh, this little that's... tushy. I could just squishy, squishy. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that's the last we see of her, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Bye, Calf. Um. Okay. And so then, the next thing I want to talk about is Monica and Rachel now having to live in the stinky boys' apartment. <sighs> In the crack den. I know. So they're trying to unpack. Um, well, they're like kind of unpacking or trying to or whatever. And I can't remember which comes first. Monica trying to have everybody over um, because she, well, she like, Joey comes over and is like raiding the fridge. And she's like, no way. You have the bigger apartment. You have to have mm-hmm. the fully stocked fridge. Um or you do not live here and do not pay for these groceries. Get out. <laughs> right. Regardless of where first, you live, it's that's not your first here. defense. And even if you lived here, you didn't buy these groceries. <laughs> so she's a very kind friend to feed Joey. Um, but yeah, so she's like telling them that they have to host. And then it turns out she really misses being the hostess. And so I love when like they're all sitting in the guy's apartment and they're like, I smell something. And she's like blowing the fresh baked cookies. Yes, with the fan. It's so funny. (laughs) She's so, another person that has no chill. Bless, is sweet Monica. Don't you kind of wonder though, like why doesn't she just make cookies and then bring them over to the guy's house and hang out there? Say that one more time. Like, why doesn't, like, if she wants to like be hanging out all the time still, why doesn't she just like still make the cookies and stuff, but then just like chill at their house? 
because she wants everyone to be at her house. But her house sucks. I guess she's not used to that. She's not used to that. I'm just she's used to everybody wanting to come over and hang out at yeah. her house. I guess she's like the hostess. I'm, I get it. We used to have people come over, but like I always loved um, in Chicago. So we had a, an apartment where people used to come just kind of drop in and we'd always have parties and it was it was fun. We loved it. Um, but I also had a some guy friends. There was like four or five of them that lived in a house like maybe like a mile and a half down the road. And I used mm-hmm. to love to just go hang out at their house for like you know, hours and hours and hours on end, just like bring over some beers and some dinner and just chill with them. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I don't have the same need to host as Monica does. Yeah. I understand the need to host. You do? Mm-hmm. I love hosting. I love having people at my house. Um, Sometimes it is nice not to be the host, but... Yeah, not always. Even when I do that, I still, like, I'm always like, I'll bring a bottle of wine and a snack, and my whole living room, we'll just set it up in your living room. I do that, too. I'm always like, (laughs) we'll bring a sweet, a savory, a red and a white. Like, I'm always like, I'm going overboard. Yeah. Um, I just know. But I can't, I don't have an in-between. Like, I can't have people over and just be like, oh, I mean, I don't have anything. I guess, I don't know. I, like, don't have in between like a couple this is a little bit different but kind of like I feel like Monica would relate we decided to go camping um a couple months ago and we we were only able to get oh no everything was fine (laughs) oh we were only able to get a campsite for one night um which was fine but we were going and I was like oh should we invite people because you can usually fit more than one tent on a campsite so I was like, oh, we could like invite a couple of friends if they wanted to bring a tent and we could, you know, roast marshmallows and whatever. And in the end, we decided to just do us because if I would have invited people as much as I would have loved to be like, okay, everybody fend for yourself, I would have been like, I would have felt obligated. It, My own pressure put on my own self. Totally. To like bring all the food, bring all the drinks, like make sure it was like a nice experience that we're not just having like hot dogs and hamburgers um I just don't I don't have a an in-between I get it or even if it's like I don't want to do it all myself but again I don't want it to just be like fun so you're like okay who's gonna bring the sides who's gonna bring oh the no meat? who's gonna I bring can't the, do that and you don't want to yeah I don't like that otherwise it's just like oh everybody brings something and it's like okay we have 15 bags of potato chips mm-hmm. oh we'll cool. see oh yeah okay so a different time we went camping we were going with like I want to say there were like 15 or 20 people. We had like four campsites all together. It was first um, a couple's birthday. So there were a bunch of people going. And the original plan was everybody bring your own food. And I was like, in theory, that sounds good. However, I know that some guy is going to show up with like a pack of hot dogs and that's it. He's not going to bring tongs or a spatula or forks or plates or ketchup, ketchup. or mustard or buns yeah. or but anything isn't that his own problem he, but the thing is is then i'm gonna feel i i know myself i would feel resentful that i was providing all this stuff and that nobody else planned ahead um, oh i see you're not saying that you'd feel like you have to feed him you would just you wouldn't let him flounder with his own little pack of hot dogs yeah i'd be like well we have ketchup and mustard but i'm like then i would be like why am i the only one who has to think about this stuff like if i didn't do it no one right. else would or everybody would just like bring a bunch of sides and be like oh i thought or bring me and be like oh i thought i could have everyone else's sides you know like there's always those people right. and i don't think anyone does it on purpose it's just like how it is so i was like what if i buy all the food for the weekend and just everybody can pay me back and that's what we did and it was awesome did it work well we had cheese boards oh it worked great because <laughs> also like a group shopping trip is my biggest nightmare oh my gosh i know when people are like oh my gosh we totally need this one totally random thing that's eight dollars that no one's gonna eat but it looks I good know. right now i can't 18 eat. Oh, different girl, kinds you know of chocolate me speaking my language mm. or it's like hang on a second okay what are we actually having for each meal and then you got to do that and I'm like I hate this so much <laughs> I hate it I want to do I it in advance you. I want to do it by myself yep so I don't know so I get it it's just nice 
it's nice when things are on your own turf because you can control the outcome. So I think that's what Monica probably likes. Yeah, okay. I get that. I I just, I guess I don't mind like, yeah, I didn't mind like, you know, buying some beers and making cookies and bringing them over to the guy's house and just chilling there. Um, You know, because then I'm like, I still get to enjoy my friends and like, I don't mind helping them wash dishes or, you know, like I'm just not going to have high expectations, but I guess, yeah, Yeah. the camping trip is a bit different. But anyway. um, She wants to be in control. Yeah, she does. She wants to be in control. She wants to make it nice. She wants to be needed as well, I think, is one of the big things. And wants oh, to get 100%. on the kudos. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of Monica's thing. And she's like, she's, you know, they're all kind of like, she's like, no, stay here, you guys, when they all go to leave. And they're just like, Monica, like, why do you want us to stay here? Like, it's not very nice. And she's like, okay, when I'm done with this place, you won't even know the difference. And so she spends like, you know, I think Ross is like, did you, have you slept for the last two days? She was like, no. So she like puts everything away, makes it really nice, decorates, apparently rips out the carpet, which I guess are you allowed to do? And then like polishes and buffs the floors (laughs) and who knows what that girl's doing. She's Um, doing everything. And then she's like, come over. And they're all like, wow, this is so nice. And then she like falls asleep because she's exhausted. But she's just so happy that she's like hosting her friends again. Yeah. I'm always the hostess. Which is super sweet. Um, it is. But what really bugs me is so they, they've they all got all of their boxes and stuff in the boys' room. And there's like – she. Monica and Phoebe are talking and like Rachel comes in and she's like oh hey Rach I put all of your stuff over in this corner so if you could just and Rachel like gets all mad and throws her purse you know and she's like throw your purse at it (laughs) yeah but like it just stays there for days and like it really bugs me that Rachel doesn't help at all yeah like she just like comes in and just goes to the other apartment maybe she's still mad because she feels like it's not her fault that they had to switch apartments yeah i think there's part of her that's like if i don't unpack that means when we move back in soon i can just unpack there yeah maybe avoidance but then of course like it falls on monica so one can only assume like monica's the one that unpacked all of rachel's stuff or at least moved it to her room and i just feel like that's i just feel like rachel's a brat and doesn't ever help out (laughs) Yeah, so. well, she is definitely being bratty here, but she's fallen on some hard times. Yeah, so she has a really bad turn of events, um, and I and this does suck for her. So she, when she comes in and throws her purse at the boxes, and she's like, "My apartment got my department got eliminated," and mm-hmm. what was the department that she was in? Doing junior miss? Um, no, there was. That's a, where Joanna started, she, and where Rachel was trying to go. Yeah. I, I don't know. I want to say, I know she did like the lingerie and stuff. So maybe she was in like. Yeah. Maybe it was like intimates. Ladies intimates. But I and, guess but Joanna they, died and they just couldn't keep the department going. Well, and what's weird is that if it was like a whole department, but remember there was no. Oh, maybe Joanna was the buyer. Because remember she was like, I'll make you assistant buyer in this department. And mm-hmm. so maybe that's what it was, was there was just a buyer, not an right. assistant buyer. Right. There was an assistant to the buyer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, And so they've moved her. So, yeah, so I guess maybe they've moved that whole department into a different one. Like, you know, someone else has just taken it over. And so they moved Rachel into personal shopping, which – is a huge step down from yeah you know trying to move up into the corporate more of a corporate role yeah because it goes to more of the retail side it's retail corporate side yeah uh but so i was a personal shopper of sorts Mm -hmm. at j crew in college for a little bit pre-bankruptcy but i just remember helping like i got really good at judging men's pant sizes like eyeballing them and being like you're a 34 32 you know like Mm -hmm. could figure it out right away but I remember, like, helping some guy one time. He was buying, like, different colors of khakis. And he was, like – and so, you know, he was, like uh, – he was wearing, like, a T-shirt or something. I was, like, oh, here, why don't you, like, put on a white button down to, like, try with it so you can see what it looks like or whatever. And he did. And then he was, like, oh, I'm wondering about this white button down. Do I need it? And I was, like, I mean, I've got to imagine you have more than one at home, don't you? And he's, like, <laughs> yeah, I do. And I was, like, well – 
it's just a white button down. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to lie to these people and be like, yeah, you need more pants. Like, I was just like, this is such crap. Like, this is how I, I know I can't do sales unless I truly believe in it. Ugh, I would be so bad at sales. It's not like, my thing. Sp- like, personal shopping. I don't know. I'm more into clothes now. But at the time, I wasn't. And the store manager was such a jerk. She was so demoralizing and, like, mm-hmm. nobody liked working with her. And, like, she was just mean and annoying. And, like, I think she just didn't know how to manage people. And so the more she tried, like, the worse it was. Because mm-hmm. she was just, like, doing all the wrongs. Like, I remember I walked in one day and she goes, is that what you're wearing? And I was like, I showed up in it, didn't I? Like, <laughs> I didn't say that to her because I was nice. I was like, yeah, it is. Like, really? Do you know what I mean? This is just my driving outfit. Yeah. (laughs) Bring out the pearls. So I'm thinking about this now, Ash. Did you get, not fired, but did you get let go from J.Crew because of the financial crisis? Because the summer of 2008 was the summer that you and Kate were trying to find odd jobs. (laughs) Yes. So what happened was I got a call from a different store manager and she was like, this lady was actually really nice. I can't remember her name, unfortunately, but she was she was really lovely. And she we'll was like... We'll call her Joan. Okay, we'll call her Joan. And she was like, hey, I'm really sorry, but we're basically having to put everybody on um, seasonal mm-hmm. scheduling or like as needed scheduling or whatever. And so it was basically like I was never actually scheduled for shifts. It was like a on-call and they would call me an hour before my shift. Right. Which totally if they works. actually were going to need me. And I was like, I can't do that. I have to pay rent. Yeah. And she was like, I'm really sorry. Like, we're all having to do it. So they had to, like, massively cut back on the schedule. And then, like, half of us. So I probably I probably went down to, like, a quarter of the shifts I had been working. Mm-hmm. And, and even those, they were like, they may call me an hour beforehand and say, we don't need you. I mean, I was like a college student working part time. You know, I get it. Like, totally, I'm glad they're going to value like, their full time people, and definitely. And they they were. There was like a woman who was like, you know, she was a mom, had two young kids. Like, of course, she's the one that's like, you know, more full time there and needs yeah. the more like steady whatever. But I just remember being like, are you allowed to do that? And yeah, so then Kate and I tried to start finding odd jobs around <laughs> Florida too. We they put up dressing signs up. saying. <laughs> We'll work for food, essentially. Um, hire us for your odd jobs. And then they had a guy call them for looking for a job. Him to hire them. Him really? to be hired. And they were like, yeah, no, no, no. We're not offering jobs. We're looking for okay, jobs. We need jobs. But it was, oh, wait, I feel like we were all in that boat. So we did end up, <laughs> Kate smartly was like, let's go on the school job board. And so we ended up finding this job where they needed somebody to dress up like Chester the Cheetah and go to a Walmart grand opening. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> Should we post that picture? I think we might have before. I feel like we've I think told we have the before, story before. We'll repost it. So yeah, Kate and I are in this cheetah costume. It's like an eight foot inflatable cheetah. Did fu- it start by part- you guys going to the wrong Walmart? Yes. I was going to say, yeah, so we went to the wrong Walmart and we showed up and they were like, where, like, and we were like, we're here to check in, but we had to like go pick up the Chester costume like the day before. Yeah, And so, um, we, I don't know how we got away with this, but the most fun was we picked it up the day before and then we like went and like surprised all our friends. So like one of our friends was getting in at the airport. And so we put on the Chester, the cheetah costume and like went and picked him up from the airport. We like went and just like snuck up to our friends' houses in the neighborhood and like surprised everybody and like got tackled by our friends in this cheetah costume. It was the best. It was a really fun 48 hours. I think it was a great they, time. You guys each made like a hundred bucks, but I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it was like a hundred bucks. It was not but worth when a you th- day. But. but you guys only had to be there for like four hours. I think in the end it actually was a pretty good paying gig. It just wasn't like long term. Yeah, that's true. It was like a four hour thing. It was really hot in that cheetah costume. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. That was so funny. Have you ever had to do commission based work? That is a good question. I guess technically tips at restaurants are kind of commission-based work. Oh, yeah. I worked in restaurants for a long time, all tip-based, making $2.13 an hour plus tips, which means zero an hour 
and hopefully you tip me. Um, the only other, let's see, I think the only other commission-based job was when I worked at that place called Bluefish. It was like a concierge service. Oh, I remember that. For the rich and famous. Um, they were wildly in debt. Um, but basically I planned extravagant club openings and vacations for people and did things like go to polo matches and act like my life was a lot fancier than it was. It was great. Um, but yeah, I was 100% commission based there. And I remember the biggest commission I ever got was like a thousand dollars and I was like, I'm rich. But then I didn't make any money for a really long time. (laughs) Was the commission for, sorry, did you say that you, um, was it because you planned a package for somebody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so it wasn't like, like I, a tip. It was properly like for no. selling a package. Exactly. Yeah. So I got like a certain percentage was built in as the commission. And I think the trip that I planned was like $30,000 and I got a $1,000 commission. Wow. Yeah. Did you actually get paid hourly as well? No. I don't think so. Um, Maybe I did. For real? I don't remember. Oh my gosh. I don't remember. <sighs> Um, but I only went in there a few days a week. I had other jobs. Oh, I remember visiting you at that office. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. And it was a nice office. And you did do a lot of work there because you had to like, like browse and like put these packages together. It was like mm-hmm. a lot of upfront work. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, I basically took a full-time job there. Well, I worked there over the summer. I think I met them through polo matches. I don't remember how it all came to be. I think it was through the polo match. And I started working there that summer um, part-time. And then in the school year, I took it. I must have been getting paid. I must have been because I took that job essentially full-time. I think I was working like 30 hours a week and still in college. And mm, wow. that only lasted like a month and a half. And then they shut down. And I was like, well, shoot. I don't have a job anymore. Because <laughs> I quit yeah. all my other jobs to take this one more full yeah, time. this 30 hour a week one. Yep. So I must I, have been being paid, but I don't think I was being paid. I think I was being paid a decent amount for that phase of life I was in and the fact that I could have made big commissions. Right. Um I want to say I was being paid like a thousand a month or something like that. Um but anyway. Hmm. And then I had a that tiny season of college. There was like a month of college where I was unemployed. It was like the only time I was I didn't have a job. I've never known you time. unemployed. That was the only time I was unemployed. Um, and the only reason I was unemployed that long is because I had a trip planned. And so I was like, well, I should probably just get something for when I come back from this trip. It was a trip to Nashville, actually. And um, I was going for fall break. So it was like over. I basically was going for like 10 days. And so I was like, I don't want to take I don't want to start a job right before a big trip. And then I started working at the surf shop that I worked at. My freshman year, I started working at the girls' side. I used to work at the boys' one. I started working at the girls' side after that. And I worked there for, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. Like year and a half, two and a half years. You also did, like, babysitting jobs and a bunch oh, of yeah. stuff like that in between. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Were you doing babysitting jobs while you were unemployed? Probably. Okay. I would assume so. Renee I mean, is oh, quite a little worker. Yeah, I don't think of what's funny is I don't actually think of myself like that but the other day I was like why am I doing all these freelance jobs I have a full-time job I don't know what's wrong with me like why can't I say no to was that so me telling you that because that is exactly <laughs> well, what you I said did to you say that day. but but it was funny because I I don't view myself as like a workaholic or like anything like that but now I'm like am I I don't know like I just yeah I've always had work and jobs and I mean I, I need them I needed them I yeah. just think you're always really good at hustling like and you never yeah. complained about it so you just kind of like made it your mission but yeah. I guess I just feel like most people don't work a full-time job and then also work tons of freelance <laughs> in their free time yeah. unless it's like I don't know I get if they have to you know what I mean but yeah yeah but I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess I've always kind of had a few things, a few irons in the fire. Yeah. Because even just, like when I just seem like had my big first, ones lately. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They are. 
They are. Well, what were you going to say? Your so. first what? Well, like when I had my first real job, I still babysat all the time, like after college. But I, I yeah, like, but I mean, like, I babysitting the in then. the evenings is not that big of a deal. This is like, you know, you're talking like full time work plus like three day weekends and evenings and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, true. All right. So, do you want to do something? Go babysit. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, but yes. Yeah, so, so Rachel's really upset. This is a big step down um, because she was hoping to kind of like move up in the corporate, and now she's yeah. back at like the retail facing. Oh. Um, and not and to mention, like she just had that dangled in front of her with Joanna making her an assistant buyer, and then Joanna yeah. bit the dust. Ugh. I know. Sucks. Um. And when she calls Monica and is like, I just helped an 80-year-old woman try on a thong and she didn't buy it. Like, oh I get gosh. it. It just sucks. You just feel like no, you just, it's basically no. just like having to do customer service, like smiling it's while rich people are treating you like crap. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So she's like super not into it. And then Mr. Waltham comes in and then leaves. And then Joshua comes in. Josh. Ooh-ah. Ooh-ah. Josh. Um, and then weirdly, Mr. Waltham is like, Rachel, you needed me. Like, while well, she's helping somebody. And she's like, no, that wasn't me. Which is so funny. So she's like, ooh, this cute guy. Um, so that's fine. But then she's just like really annoyingly obsessed with him. And yeah. it's probably because she hasn't had anything really on the radar lately. Yeah. Because I'm sure I've <laughs> – I'm more than sure I've been like that before. But just how like – yeah, she comes home and she's like, oh, Joshua, Josh, ooh And it's like, chill. Yeah. I think there's probably something to it as well that he's like kind of aloof with her. Like he's nice and he's like very friendly, but I wouldn't say flirtatious. Um, yeah. And I think maybe she's just kind of used to guys being full on with her. And so ah. I think so there is a, a little chase. bit of her that is like, yeah. And she's like, well, what's what's going on like I don't know like he's really cute and like I love his name and like I don't know it's just really right. exciting um Whereas but normally I think she, yeah okay he would the guy would kind of have like made his intentions clear but um he's not picking up on any of her signals and or he not is and he's just he's just like keeping it to himself but um I think you're right too that she just hasn't had anything in a while and so I don't think she's even had a crush in a while you know like she was complaining when Chandler set her up like you know there's no one around like I haven't met anybody and they're lighting the tree again and you know so I don't even think that she's like (laughs) met anybody new to get excited about so it's probably a few things okay well that makes sense um yeah okay that makes sense she's still annoying but yeah oh yeah I get it she needs she's got someone to set her sights on and she's got a lot of energy to get out so I feel like um, she gets like this with tag too do you think so well yeah she comes home with the Polaroid and she's like look how pretty oh that's true yeah I guess this one we're just hearing her talking about him a lot more but like when she's sitting there and she just laughs and she's like oh just something Joshua said about sweater vests or whatever I know she's such a weirdo she's totally smitten um so then she kind of is saying, like, you know, we keep seeing each other and, like, you know, he keeps coming in day after day, but nothing's happened. And Phoebe's like, just ask him out. Like, why yeah. not? And by the way, this is where I was talking about last week. Phoebe looks so pregnant in those I overalls. Know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But so Rachel's like, oh, my gosh, I've never asked a guy out. And Phoebe's like, thousands of times. Um, I know. Which is so funny. And so she calls and then like totally whiffs it. <laughs> Did and you leave is, a, uh, a, a license? Wallet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody, oh, look at the license. Great idea. And anyway, so she's kind of just, yeah, she's just being so like goofy and like doesn't know how to do it, um, which is honestly, I was thinking about it. And I was like, fair enough. I think that when I was 26 or whatever, I'm sure that I was worse at flirting than that. Mm-hmm. Although, I know you know this story, I'm pretty sure, but the way that Ben and I got together, I felt like I was really the one that was making all the moves. But do you know how we finally ended up going on our first date? 
I told you to say yes? Um, we were, we had had a lot of red wine, not just the two of us, um, a bunch of us at this like Easter dinner. And I had been on a group text with a bunch of people before to figure out who was bringing what Mm -hmm. to Easter dinner and like this potluck and where the address was. And he was the only phone number on there that I didn't recognize based on like, I did some like Mm. super sleuthing where it was like, okay, this phone number said I'll bring potatoes. And I was like, okay, that's right. On brought the potatoes. This one said, here's my address. Okay. We were at Josh's house. (laughs) This one said, I'll bring, you know, make whatever. And so I was like, okay, so that's the only number is this one. And that's the only one I don't know. So it must be him. And so I texted him that night and I was just like, hey, thanks so much for like a really fun Easter dinner. And I felt like I was putting myself out there so much. And then he texted back, is this Ashley? And I said, yes. And he wrote, we should go out for a a drink this week. Mm -hmm. Well done, Ben. I mean, for you, that's 10 years later, bam, he has me. <laughs> I know. It's essentially a marriage proposal coming from Ashley. Yeah, it was. I was, I felt like I was being very obvious, but anyway, <laughs> um, got him. But look but how yeah. it worked out. He knew that you didn't hate him. Yes, that's right. The first time I finally did that. <laughs> um, oh, geez. How did you and Matt eventually like officially get together? Because I know um, that you met because he was like helped. He like had a truck that you could borrow. Well, we just had a lot of mutual friends. Did you friends. buy him lunch as like a thank you? I We had mutual friends and then he knew, he heard through a friend that I needed to move a mattress from a storage unit to my house. And he was like, let your roommate know that I can get it for her. Had he and met, so he, he'd met you before? Yes, we had met. We had okay. been around each other a few times. So he was like, that cute girl needs some help. I can help. Yes. Exactly. And he offered and we coordinated and he helped me move the mattress, which I didn't read too much into because he was the guy with truck. And according to everybody, he's always helping everybody. So I'm not special. Which is true. Which is nice. Which is true. Which is still true to this day. Um, But he helped me. And even though I would have done this for anybody, I was going to write him a thank you note. Um. Big believer in thank you notes. I write thank you notes for gifts. I write them all the time. Um, but this one I rewrote five times because I wanted it to sound good and also weasel breezy. my way, be breezy, but like offer to buy him dinner as a thank you, but right. in a way that is like we're going to dinner, not like I'm sending you a gift card. Ah, uh, didn't want to pull a Rachel with the next tickets. Exactly. I so I kept rewriting it to be like, um, something along the lines. I'm sure we have the card somewhere, but like, not just like I owe you dinner, but it's like let me know when I can take you to dinner as a thank you or something like that. Like where it is definitive, you're going and I'm going and I'm buying and then we're gonna get married. Oh wait, what? <laughs> Eight months later. Uh, eight months later. Um, but that was like, he had a crush on me at that point, but that was like, that was the hook. Because he did stuff for people all the time. You were in, ah, uh, okay. Because I wrote him a thank you note. Um, oh. That was just like the, uh, that's what made me stand out. He already had a little bit of a crush, but that's what really made me stand out. But then I definitely had a crush and our mutual friend knew this and he basically talked to him and was like, you interested in anybody and Matt was like I think you know who and Adam was like dude if you ask her out she's not gonna say no and then he did the next day but they had that conversation right before we all hung out and whereas Matt had been like really chatty and um engaging with me every time we were around each other he sat across from me and like basically avoided me the entire night and I was like, see, it's all in your head. He was just being nice before. But then I found out it's because he had just had the conversation with Adam and he was thinking about how he was going to ask me out, but he didn't want to do it in front of these people. And right so he figured, I'll ignore her for now. Yes. So he's like, let Pull me think what would Ashley. Ashley do? Yes. He's anyway. like, what is she used to? Okay. Right. <laughs> so he asked me out the next day. We went out two days later and the rest is history. Cute. We're so cute. <laughs> um, so, yes, cute. Very cute. Thank you. 
Um, You're welcome. So Rachel um, is basically still helping Joshua. And yeah, I feel like she's being quite obvious, but I it, it seems like he doesn't get it. Like, it seems like he's just... And he does say that he's just recently divorced. So like, you know, he could have like got married right out of high school or something, you know, and just never really done this before. Um, Maybe. So, so, um, that, well, that kind of happens and she helps him buy a bunch of clothes and then he's like, okay, I'll see you next year for the bathing suits or whatever. <laughs> and then, right. um, she's all sad about it. And then I guess she does, there's like a bunch of other things in there. Like she writes that dorky note that's like, oh, guys like you never got a She's just, she just oh, has no chill with them. No. Um, but then she gets a call or she, or Mr. Waltham comes in and says, um, this guy, Joshua, whatever, left his billfold. <laughs> and so she takes out the license and makes them kiss each other. I like to think that he left his wallet on purpose so he could see her again. Maybe. What What do you think? I don't know. He seems pretty... I'm not going to say uninterested, but just unaware. Yeah. Aloof was a good word. Yeah. That you used. But I don't think he's doing it. I don't think he's doing it to be aloof. You know, like. I think he's just being a normal human functioning with other humans and she's not. What are you talking about? Rachel and Joshua. No, I know. What do you what do you mean, though? Like he's. Oh, so he's just like going about his day-to-day life and she's yeah. like making it into something in her head. Yeah. And he's like being oh. perfectly nice to her and like interacting with her and talking to her and enjoying her company and being normal. And she's just like being a total weirdo. Um, but yeah, I don't think he left it behind on purpose. I think it was an accident because I don't know. If it wasn't, then I think the next ticket conversation would have gone a lot differently like you know like if he wanted to hang out with her he had a perfect opportunity he would have read that as a right yes because as you know my thank you note teaches us you got to make sure it's clear (laughs) that you're not just buying him dinner it's that you're taking him out to dinner so he can fall in love with you so he has to be there with you not yes Right. Okay. I got the date. I'm just not on it. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we say next time? I have an extra, extra extra ticket, ticket, not two. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's leave it there for now. So we assume that we might see Joshua again because of the billfold. And um, Mr. Waltham is a bit of a, a bit of a segue foreshadow as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So that Um, was it for – yes? Well, did you know that – I believe it was they had just broken up, but that Jennifer Aniston and Tate Donovan, who plays Joshua, were dating. Oh, for real? In real life. already with Brad Pitt at this point? No, not yet. Oh. They dated – her and Tate Donovan dated from 95 to 99. Or sorry, 95 to 98. Oh, well, okay. So they were together at this point. Yeah. So he was on ah, Friends. That's quite a long time. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I always confuse him for the guy from, like, was he in Spider-Man? What does he do? Mm, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, he dated Jennifer Aniston. That's what he did. He did. Oh, he's on, I mean, his, like, IMDb has a whole bunch of stuff. I don't see Spider-Man, but that doesn't mean it's not. No, I think I'm confusing him here. with another guy that looks kind of like him. He's on a couple episodes of Gossip Girl, but I know that doesn't help you. Nah. I do know he's, like, done a bunch of stuff and been on, like, you know, he's, like, everywhere, right? Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know much about their – I read it at some point. I, I think hmm. they might have just broken up right before they filmed this, which is why it's, like, noteworthy. Ooh, that's um, awkward. Yeah. I know. And they have to, like, be in a relationship. But I could be wrong on that. If I find out more information, I'll share. Okay. And if you're out there listening and you know, please give us the goss. Yes. Please share with us. 
But yeah, we've got okay. probably more Jonathan. Or Jonathan. Who am I talking about? I put Donovan mm-hmm. with Joshua. Oh. Into Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, oh gosh, Joshua. Probably more with him. Yeah. Probably oh gosh, that's Mr. even weirder Walton. if they just broke up because there's a lot more to happen. But yeah. anyway, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you for that little nugget. Um, that was episode 13, the one with Rachel's crush. So next mm. week, join us for episode 14, the one with Joey's dirty day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is a funny one. Yeah. About to get real interesting. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.